movie. How'd you like that movie? This episode, we're going to be saying a name backwards and forwards because we're talking movies. We're talking No Time to Die, starring in his final performance as James Bond, Daniel Craig, Leah Sado, and Rami Malek. Screenplay by a whole bunch of fucking people, and their names are Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, Carrie Joy Fukunua, and Phoebe Waller Bridge, and directed by Carrie Fukunua. We all have our secrets. We just haven't gotten to yours yet. I'm going to tell you a story about a man. His name was Bond. James Bond. Hey everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of How'd You Like That Movie? Tonight we're going to be talking about the 25th or 27th Bond film, depending on whose numbers you're using. No Time to Die, or as I like to call it, No Time to Die, Lots of Time to Sleep. Anyway, Scott, take us away. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, first... If I remember correctly, we had an episode, people can go back, and it was the movies we were looking forward to the most this year. And I'm pretty sure you're, you're like, rampant and screaming, saying, like, this is one of the movies you're looking forward to the most, that you, that you had to go watch it in the theater. Have you, have you ever looked forward to Christmas and then been sadly disappointed? That is my, my feeling around this James Bond film. Very, very excited. Very, very disappointed. So I would say that No Time to Die is a specter of Craig's best film, Casino Royale. That's two fucking Chris Langford quotes, originals in one episode. Like, we should just finish now, right? Because <laughs> your brain's not I mean, going to be done. able to comprehend I'm done. So shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't we just finish now? Because I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so Scott, well, we oh, yeah. we yeah. went to the like, movies. By the way, to our listeners, we actually have our producer uh, on the show as well tonight because we all three of us went to an event together for the first time in a very long time, and it was a sad, sad affair. Okay, Scott, now take us away. Well, and to give context as well, we were like twelve feet apart because somebody doesn't know how to. <laughs> judge movie ticket seats <laughs> when he has to pick them online <laughs> repertory theaters are always so small i'm used to a totally different size of theater that's what she said um <laughs> but yeah anyway i enjoyed it like um for going in like going in i didn't know it was all as long as it was going to be it was like two and a half hours right it was two hours and 43 fucking minutes long man it was a long yeah. film multiple times i woke up and went really we're still here and then went back to sleep fuck you you did but anyways um yeah i enjoyed it uh i think you know it's this would have been better if, like if quantum of solace was never made it would have been a nice Bond doing Born kind of trilogy. Okay, but uh, but I, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, Bond bored me, so I think it worked. Not like oh, Born, oh, like I know, I know, I know. I'm just making fun of you, and you're not even picking are, it up. So, well, it's it's not funny, and you know, 
I, I can't deal with you right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you go? Like, are you, let me go back. Cause I don't really, we never really talked about this. Like, are you a big James Bond fan? No, I've probably seen like a handful of them. Uh, I mean, so even to get ready for this... this film, like one of the ones you had to go see. If you're not, if the, like this is, if this wasn't something you're like 100% in, like huge fan. Because I mean, Bond as a franchise usually has like some stuff behind it, right? You know, it's a big cinematic experience. There's lots of like cool shit, cool fight scenes, explosions, witty repartee. I mean, I love witty repartee. Um, all of that stuff usually gets, you know, packaged. It's a, I mean, this has got a $300 million budget. Like it's an event. A Bond film is often an event. Uh, often, like so many events in our lives, it is also a huge, they've been a huge letdown. Um, the problem for me is no. Casino Royale is such a fucking good movie that I just don't know if anything rises to the top. Are you, so again, are you a big Bond person? Like, you're, you can probably see yeah, me I, I, en- I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy Bond. Uh, I think I've seen each one of the films at least once or twice oh okay uh but it's not it's not like one of those like oh my god i have to go watch them like very rarely have i gone to a bond in theater and normally when i have gone it's usually been um uh when it's the debut of the new bond like i went for golden eye um i went for Christino royale um, cause those are the ones that I was old enough to, to go watch. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like I would say in terms of, of Casino Royale itself. Yeah. It's, it is probably one of the top. So, oh, sorry. It's Bond not the fi- top. It's not the top. Well, no. in your in your uh, in your humble opinion, what is the best Bond movie? Ooh, um, I really like Doctor No. Like the first Connery. Doctor No means no. What? <laughs> like, are you okay? <laughs> like the sexual innuendos ain't even like it's a Bond movie. Like no one says no. Unless you're Timothy Dalton. (laughs) Unless you're Timothy Dalton during the height of the AIDS pandemic. So, you know, then all the women said no, and it was all about the safe sex. But I digress. (laughs) But um, I'd say, yeah, that one. I really do like um, License to Kill by Dalton. Even, I think the one that this movie itself... I, I don't know if you want to say it pays homage to, but it kind of could be considered kind of a remake reboot of Her Majesty's Secret Service. Okay. And even that movie is really good, right? If you rewatch it. And this movie had a lot of nods to that one. Okay. But continue with your bitching. I just found it fucking super boring. It was too long. The dialogue is garbage, like garbage. Um, you know, Bond is usually known for like, again, like witty, witty repartees and like real quick, interesting comebacks. Um, this felt like they were forced. Like I even went and was watching uh, Goldfinger with Sean Connery. 
And it's just like, he just slides that stuff in there. You know what I mean? And it's, it's good and it works. And in this one, it felt very contrived. Like, you know, every 15 minutes, we're going to stick one of these things in. Also, some of the stuff that they did was just fucking ridiculous, even for a Bond movie. Like, the I don't know what. They, they do that big fight scene in Cuba, and then they stop and have a drink. I was like, what is going on right now? Like, what the fuck is going on right now? This is fucking silly. Well, that, that was like that. That to me was like, that was something in one of the, like, Roger Moore James Bonds that he would do. He would fight Jaws or whatever, and then there would be a drink and take a sip or something like that, right? There would always be some kind of event after the fight that to kind of make people laugh and all those more like the goof, like the campy more ones. So, and I think this is one of the problems with this film is that there's kind of types of bond, right? Like there's serious bond or campy bond or this bond or that bond. And this felt like it was trying to be all the bonds. Plus like they had, they tried to pull in this huge emotional, like gravitas, uh, and story arc of James Bond. And it just didn't work. And honestly, I think a lot of this has to do with there's too many fucking screenwriters on this thing. So you've got the director, Carrie jo, Joy Fukushima or Fukagana on it. You've got uh, the, the guys that have worked on seven James Bond, uh, Neil uh, Purvis and Robert Wade. And then you also brought in like Phoebe Wallace Bridge, uh, who was actually brought in by Daniel Craig. And I just don't think those writing styles work together. So I went back and I'm like, okay, if we're going to say that Casino, if I'm going to say Casino Royale is like a gold standard, who worked on that? And it's like, well, you've got, um, you you go back and you've got uh, Neil Purvis and Robert Wade and one other person. That's it. Also, this director had no business, like the director, like the stuff that he's worked on. And then you got Foley Wilds Bridge as well. Like they, those two writing styles don't go together. And then you've essentially got guys that work on James Bond films. Like they've done seven of them as, as another version of the writing style. Um, Now in terms of like, I think uh, for Bridges bridge, she was brought in kind of like as a, like a script script doctor, uh, just to help out on the dialogue right yeah it didn't help and i like her work like her her work on fleabag fleabag's fucking hilarious breaking the fourth wall all the time uh she's also a writer on a bunch of killing eve episodes like she's solid and she's got a bunch of acting credits and stuff as well i just didn't feel like go 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 is is the reason why you like casino royale better was for the chris heritage minute because the other person you didn't even name was Paul Higgis, who was born in London, Ontario, Canada. That's awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> Is that why you're like, they got rid of the Canadian? And that was it. That was it. Um, so you know what? You know what? No Time to Die film I really want to see? Whatever the fuck Danny Boyle was doing before he quit. Because he's a fantastic, I mean, like 28 Days Later, train spotting, like super dark, dark dude. Uh I would have loved to see what Danny Boyle was going to do with this script, but he walked because the studio wasn't loving the direction. He, uh, he works with the same writer all the time. Studio wasn't loving it. So he was like, fucking peace out. And it, it was a bit of a scramble. And this film feels like a bit of a scramble. Like, 
uh, you know, throwing a bunch of stuff at the wall and see if it fucking sticks. And it did not. Now, did you have like out of it? Uh, do you, did you have like a moment or sequence that you really did enjoy? So, I mean, because for two hours and 45 minutes, you'd figure there was something. There so, would have been so, something so that you liked. The stuff that it did well, it did really well. So, for example, that like fight driving scenes in well, all of them in Italy, but the one with like the motorcycles and shit. I was like, yeah, here we go. Because I even found that the film took a bit of time to even get there. So you got from when Bond almost gets, like, blown up. Then there's a crazy, like, you know, James Bond-style car chase, uh, which is awesome. Then it's, like, fucking slow. Then they do another one uh, in Italy, which is also super awesome. The forest one was good as well. Like, all the fucking trucks and shit jumping through the forest. That was great. But a lot of it... Like, man, all that romantic, like, those two shots and stuff like that, I was like, whoa, why is there so many of this in this fucking movie? And then I realized it's because the movie is two hours and 45 minutes long. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> okay. If they would have just cut For all me, that shit out and just had, like, Bond say interesting shit, blow some stuff up, boom, that's a Bond movie. Just leave it at that. Yeah, I'll say in terms of myself, I, like, I really enjoyed the Anna de Armas sequence that you're making fun of in terms of taking the shot and like just her chemistry with Daniel Craig like you saw it in Knives Out right and it, it just looks like it continued here and it just seems like they were having so much fucking fun and I would love to see like where her character of you know the spy on the first mission goes like what's her second mission kind of thing yeah, that fight sequence was great. It's just that when it ended with the drink, I was like, oh, okay, we're doing that, are we? We're doing, we're doing like, farcy, fucking schlocky fucking Bond. I'm schlock. John schlock. Right? Yeah, but, but that, like, to me, that was more, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, a little nod to more. But also, like, hey, you know, they, they caught their guy. This was her first mission. She succeeded. You know, cheers maybe some other time kind of thing, right? Yeah, it was silly. It was fucking silly. Um, so what about the plot twist? There's two major ones. Um, or do you want to talk about the one that we're going to actually talk about a bit? Do you want to talk about... So there's spoiler. Go spoiler. Ahead. In this film, there is a new 007. Do you think that worked out? Did it get utilized? I know our producer definitely has some comments on this, so... <clears throat> All right, well, do you want to start with our producer since he's been very quiet? Sure, go ahead. Okay, lads, so my thing about this is that it was an incredible opportunity lost. I mean, you had this opportunity, you had the old Bond, and you had the new Bond, and you had all of the potential witty repartee around that, and they just completely blew it. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, I don't recall the name of the actress, actor, that played the um, the new Bond. But, uh, I mean, she was too subservient to the old Bond. She should have been grinding his gears from second number one. And she really didn't. And he should have been total Sean Connery Bond. And he wasn't. So, to me, it was just a total opportunity for witty repartee completely lost and then when she goes yeah well i think we should really call the old bond 007 no i'm afraid not anybody with stones that big to be an 07 would be like 
screw you. I am the new Bond. You're just an old man who happened to show up. So I got to tell you, huge opportunity lost. And speaking as an old man that just shows up, I, I tend to agree. <laughs> okay. Uh, first, the actor's name is Lashana Lynch. <laughs> All right. Um, just so, you know, we know. Um, yes, I think there could have been more interaction between the two. But I think, and it could be just because of the writing, it seemed like they were always off on the way they did it was like they would only really intersect in front of M. Right. And then she would be off on her mission. He would be off on his mission. And then, you know, like it's a fucking movie. So they're going to intersect again. They're both dude, their dude, missions. They literally, meet. they literally meet in Jamaica, not in front of M. Like, so. No, she was there for him, though. I understand that. But the idea that, like, in this fictional world mission. with these fictional characters, that they can't have this, like, dialogue back and forth. That 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 can't happen because what they're too professional. Like I, I don't know where you're going with this line of thought. No, what I'm saying is HR is going to get it involved. Was never, like, oh my god, could you imagine? Like the next Bond film is 100 percent like just him and Money Penny like dealing with the HR complaints. That's right. <laughs> Drinking on the job. <laughs> like we found this, 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 and the back pay of alimony and child, <laughs> as well as this penis enlarger pump from sweden <laughs> awesome powers nice that's right, that's right. <laughs> nice. michael myers baby but you just gotta get the heritage minute in here eh? that's right that's right <laughs> for everything yeah baby um, yeah okay so what like in terms of the relevate our uh, realization that she's the the new 07 was like after the third meeting correct I'm trying to remember the film. Uh, I don't know. I, I only watched I it once at theaters. I might have been sleeping at that time. So, I mean, is it really? Does it really matter? I, I think that's what, like, what I'm saying is, like, in terms of her being the 07, like the new 07, it feels like it was just kind of written in after that, right? And then just like, here you go. Oh, I and see then, what you mean. Like, they, then... they just were like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool <laughs> is if you were now the new 007. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I like, mean, the whole like, fucking film felt felt like that's how it was put together. So, yeah, and, and and that's the thing. Like going in, everybody knew this was Craig's last movie, right? Yes. Because uh, this was this the one that he was like, I'd rather like put my arm through glass or whatever. Or was that the other? One? I think it's this one. Or I that that whole line of dialogue. I it's it's been hard for me to tease out if this was the last film that he didn't want to do and he got convinced or if this was his last film and they were trying, cause they offered him 150 million for two more films, or I don't know if two more included this one or whatever. Uh, anyway, that's a lot of fucking money, but he was just getting the shit kicked out of him doing these films. Right. So. Yeah. Which makes sense. But, um, and there was always, there was, always the hoopla of like who's going to play after him and i'm pretty sure during that time there was a lot like what if it was a woman right i know idris alba was one of the ones people kept on saying like should take over and then 
it was the whole well what if they went the doctor who route as well and you know 007's a woman and, and they said doctor no to that no technically they didn't because they made it in this film 007 was a woman yeah but james bond isn't a woman so i don't know do you change your name like how does that work um even the idea that again bond aficionados will debate this that that james bond may not even be him like that james bond is like the role that you slide into and that 007 well and that's what they say in this film that 007 is just a number (laughs) which made me think r kelly <laughs> oh my god. 007 really? is just a number. Like, is, is this is this what James Bond gets you into? Like just put your mind into like this whole episode. It's just been sex and autos and now fucking R. It's, Kelly. It's James Bond. That's like literally everything about James Bond is a sexual innuendo, right? So back then, not now. Oh not now, now, yes. Now now, now James Bond now, is progressive. He is. Right. So so all in all, you did not like this film. I did I did like, not like not, this film. So there's no there's no um redeeming quality, nothing that no. you're like, you know. There's what, also but... like Jeffrey Wright and a bunch of other fantastic actors in here that are totally wasted. I mean, because they're reprising their roles. There's a, a massive list of them. Um it was a waste. It was a waste of my time. Um, I would have preferred to just watch it at home. Uh, at least then I could pause it and go eat snacks or something. Uh, were you Were you upset that the next day that after we went to the theater, it was available to rent? No, no, because I because I didn't know. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. I wanted to see it in the theater because it is supposed to be a cinematic experience. After watching it, I'd rather have watched it on my phone. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I was laughing. I was laughing like because we went what the Sunday, yeah, the Monday, yeah, <laughs> turning on my Prime, and all of a sudden it was like early access. You can now rent it. I'm like, motherfucker, that would have saved me forty bucks. So, did your? I mean, yeah, let's talk about that for a bit. Like, so you took your son. Does your son like James yes. Bond? Like, is he already like a like got a a, a take? He's on watched two or three. Yeah, yeah, he's watched two or three. And he was like, "This is the um, worst Austin Powers movies I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah he i haven't shown him austin powers yet but i will say like watching it with him was it was an experience and it was fun and he was just cutting up one-liners the whole time that kind of made me laugh and it made me that's the thing and i think that's why i enjoyed it more because he was like he oh, was entertaining because you were like entertained by someone else that the <laughs> film was so bad that your son entertaining you brought up the overall quality of the film I mean, he should get like oh, a yeah. credit or something for that. Like some of his one-liners, he was saying was um, during your your big scene that you liked a lot in in Italy um, when they're chasing him and shooting him down. He would just be like, "Dad, like these bad guys really need to go to a driving range. They're kind of worse than stormtroopers." Oh. He's like, "They're not very good at shooting." <laughs> and they're just the shit he would say would just kind of make me laugh. So I would, yeah, I, I, it made me enjoy the film more. Uh, but I think all in all, like, like going in, coming out, this was a James Bond film to me, right? Like, there's not ones that I'm like, oh my god, like they're all my most watched, like best films ever. It's just I was in entertained, entertained for a lot longer than I thought I was going to be entertained for. 
So knowing knowing you, you probably already have a list and the little Bob Ross pen being like, this is what I'm going to cut out. This is what I'm going to cut out. I think I already told you, I would have just, I would have not gone down the, the road of trying to give Bond this like emotional center. You know what I mean? But, uh, so yeah, we were going to talk quickly about, or briefly about some of the plot twists. There's the number one plot twist. That's what we're referring to. We're not actually going to disclose it on the show. Uh, because it is a kind of a key point. Um, do you think that worked out well? Did you like that direction? Do you remember what plot twist number one is? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it worked out. It worked out fine, right? And but it like to me, it wasn't really a twist because it was literally you knew it, they were coming to that right okay. from the opening sequence, right? You, you did. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> do, do, do you want to go one two three and then i'll say my reason why like a pause so people can fast forward uh or we can just talk about that offline because that that should be interesting because I don't, I don't think that uh i didn't i didn't see it coming but when it did come i was like also not impressed i was like oh, okay well that's that's that seems like something you would just throw in as like and guess what <laughs> james bond so. isn't actually All even right. british He's Venezuelan or something like that. You know what I mean? So he's Scottish. <laughs> but, he's Scottish. He is um, Scottish. There you go. What about uh, what about the other twist? Twist number two. Well, that's the one that we Deb- um, we debate on differ, whether it's even yeah. Well, you saw it one way. I saw it another way. Even my son saw it the same way I did. Okay. So that's why. Uh, makes it I think we'll obviously um, know ahead of time like once but I can sorry I'm gonna rephrase that I I can see it going your way right because technically there is no oh my god chronological order of any of these actual films yeah you could a James Bond film can it has different people different time periods it can be what like think how old fucking james bond really is if we were to put him into like canon order you know what i mean yeah so that's the thing so i can see it your way but like okay this is you know with this this is you know this is the mission right and this is how that mission is gonna end but i can also see it the same way me and my son go because you know he's james fucking bond of course. So, and I mean, know. there is part of me that thinks that like they're allude, they're trying to purposely allude to a bunch of different stuff, so you can be like, tune in next two years when we will reveal who the masked caper is. Same bad time, same bond channel, same bond channel, same bond channel. <laughs> uh, would you recommend this film and to who? Whom? Um, I would. I would recommend this film because, in terms of just body of work as a bond i would say probably daniel craig is my second and it's connor oh i don't know man maybe you're gonna say some crazy shit it's george lasbury he he was good enough that he did one he was like fuck it one and done drop one trick he's like mic drop no one's gonna top that shit but i think um in terms of watching it as a body of work 
his like his set of films is the only one that technically you could really because it's all about the back like each one always has that same back story that always goes back to casino royale right so i think watching it as a whole would be entertaining and you can't really watch it as a whole unless you're going to watch the last one right this is true this is true i don't know rod the producer what do you what do you think would you recommend this film so uh (laughs) as a huge bond fan i think i've seen every film because i'm old um i i think that true bond fans need to see the movie if for no other reason than to satisfy their curiosity i would not say that it is the best bond film um, there are others. I, I thought the new Casino Royale, Danielle, Danielle Craig's first movie, was perhaps, if not the best Bond movie, one of the best Bond movies um, because of the intense grittiness he brought. Um, I didn't see that in this movie. So, you know, for the general public, uh, I would I would recommend other Bond movies. I would even recommend go back and watch, like, Thunderball or something like that. Um but for true Bond fans, they got to see it. Was Thunderball Christopher Walken? Was no, wasn't that Die Another Day? No, no, that was uh, View and, to a uh, Kill. View to a Kill, wasn't it? Thunderball goes all the way back to the early, early. Um, Rod, uh, yes, Roger I think Moore, you're sorry. right. Uh, I think Connery View to a movies. Kill is Walken. Yeah, because he plays the like tycoon or whatever, uh, the Silicon Valley yeah. tycoon or whatever. Um, yeah, that uh, Roger Moore was like eighty, and the Bond girl was twenty. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid I do not like Roger Moore Bond. He's like the creepy guy that used to hang out in the disco in the eighties. Um, could just kind of never get over that. Hey, what's up? <laughs> exactly. As soon as COVID's gone, that's that's me, man. I'm gonna be back back in the back in the nightclubs. Um, yeah, I, changing I'm your of... Twitter status, Tinder status to zero. It's like a track, tra- uh, a, tra- a homing beacon. Uh, I, I would agree with Rod that, um, I'm sure Bond people should watch this. If you want to watch this film, it's out on video on demand or wait for it comes out on DVD. I don't even know if people have Blu-ray or DVD players anymore. Um, but don't, you don't, you don't need to watch it in the theater. Like you just, I mean, bring a pillow. Bring a my pillow. You know we can stump for that guy for a sec. Uh, bring a my pillow and uh, go to sleep and uh, wake up when it's uh, done. Like I said, no time to die, but lots of time to sleep. And that is our rant for the day. Please like and subscribe to this podcast. If you're looking to get a hold of us, please go to our website at howdoyoulikethatmovie.com. All our social media links are there, and you can email us as well. I am gonna. I think I might watch Casino Royale tonight, though, because that fucking movie's dope. And I'm gonna finish. Uh, yeah, it, it does have one of the best scenes when he's like, fucking just naked on that chair, and then he's like, ah, yeah, a little bit more to the left. Yeah, come on. And he's like, what? And he's like, I can't wait to tell all all my friends that I got you to massage my mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you've gone and scratched my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about also, I like when he, after he fucking de- defibrillates himself and he comes in, he's like, oh, that last hand almost killed me. Like, that's the kind of fucking bond. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Production by Rod Shaver, 
Vader Monkey Productions.